And so if you have your Bibles open, I want to invite your attention to the 26th chapter of the gospel recorded by Matthew, Matthew chapter 26. And when you get a chance for your reading, we're still reading at least 15 minutes a day. Uh, read all of Matthew's gospel chapter number 26. Uh, I will be <clears throat> focusing in this morning on verses 26 through verse 30. Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 30. And if you have it, say, I have it. <clears throat> but this is the spoken, the written word of the spoken of our God. Let's read out loud. I'm reading from the King James Version and whatever translation you might have let's read out loud and make a chorus of the word of of God you ready let's read and as they were eating Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, testament rather, which is shed for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung an hymn, they went out into the mount of our lives. Amen. The grass wither it, the flower will fade it away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to tag this text. I want to talk about the new covenants. Uh, the new covenants. Amen. You may be seated. It's a new year, and uh, some of you have new clothes on, new year's resolutions. That's why we brought old Troy in this morning to help. Because some of y'all have decided I'm going to lose at least one pound, amen, this year. Don't want to rush it. Want to start off, <laughs> amen, at least one pound by, uh, by, 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 by the summer, at least one pound, amen. That's why we brought Troy, because we want you to be victorious in that, amen. Uh, this, this new, uh, these new covenants that they're talking about, see, they're only... Two ordinances in the New Testament fellowship. And those two ordinances are water baptism and the Lord's Supper. Now, there are no uh, salvific presence in these ordinances. We already this morning, if you were here earlier, we baptized someone. There is a believer's baptism. And there is no salvation in the water. If, if the water would, would, would wash away your sin, then instead of coming to church, just go take a swim. Amen. Just jump in the first poop. Oh, no, we, we, it's, it's a believer's baptism. In the, in the, in the believer's baptism, uh, death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Uh, and then in the Lord's Supper, we're going to receive the Lord's Supper uh, in a short time this morning. Uh, it testifies of what I'll be talking about this morning, the new 
covenants. As we observe the Lord's Supper, we remember what he did for us on the cross. It was after Judas had left the meeting. See, uh, Judas had left. And so the Lord's Supper and worship is only for believers. This is why at the end of every service, we always extend the privilege for someone to come to know Christ. Because worship and the Lord's Supper is only for believers. Judas had left. Amen, amen. And I don't care how long you live, you're always going to have some Judases in your life. Amen. They're going to kiss and tail. Amen, amen, amen. Judas, amen. You ain't got to worry about folk on the outside. See, most of the time your house is broken in. It's not some stranger coming down 35 and said, let's go break in somebody's house. It's somebody you know. Uh, uh, the rumors that you're hearing people saying about you is always somebody who knows you. <laughs> well, bless his name. So you got to be on the lookout for Judas. He'll kiss and tell. Amen. Because with Judas, what happened in Vegas, don't stay in Vegas. Amen. 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 And Judas had left. Uh, and, uh, and now Jesus took the elements of the Passover feast and the unleavened bread and the cup and used it to show a new picture of his death and deliverance for his people. Uh, the Passover, every year uh, uh, Israel celebrated the Passover, the deliverance of them from Egyptian bondage. And, 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 and every Jew, even today, every Jew have to experience the Passover as if they came out of Egypt themselves. Now you, you take it for a moment, get that now. Uh, that's why in the black community, we still in Texas have the 19th of June and across the nation we have the MLK march on tomorrow trying to commemorate the struggle that our people had in this country. And I, and I told the new, uh, the new, the future leaders this morning, our teenagers and high school and uh, college students, that not only black folk died for our freedom, but white people died. If you notice the news last week, they found it convicted this 80-something-year-old Klansman who in 19 and the 60s killed two white and one black civil rights worker. And, uh, and, and so, so in the midst of the Passover, we need to remember. A lot of people don't like to remember where they come from. But if you don't know where you come from, you can't celebrate where you are. And, and you don't anticipate your future. Amen. That, that, that was wrong in this country. That was wrong in this country. Uh, and, uh, and I don't want to offend any of you black or white Republicans or some of you. But that was, that's why uh, uh, I think the Lord just gave us President Trump just to remind us uh, that racism is still alive. Amen. For all of you who came out of the S-hole, amen, all right, amen, uh, uh, understand. I mean, they were in bondage. We went, and, and we ought not be ashamed to talk about it. We ought to talk about where we come from, not to be bitter, but to make us better, to say it will never happen again. Amen, amen. The, the Passover, they celebrate the Passover. We, and, and we need to celebrate what God, that's why I make America the greatest country in the history of the world. 
Amen. I, I preached yesterday morning. I spoke yesterday morning at, at Houston Tillerson University. Thank you, Sister Ashford and the alumnus for inviting me. And I talked about Nehemiah and the wall. And you know our president trying to build a wall. We need to have security. Uh, but I don't blame our Hispanic brethren. If I wasn't born here, I'd get here as soon as I could. Because there ain't no other country. Well, amen. Because people know if you can get to America... Everybody but black folks. Some are so lazy we don't want it. But everybody else know if you get here, you can get a job. You got real quiet. Got one hand clap. Amen. Some of our people are so lazy, they too lazy even to get up. Amen. And, and, and so you ought to remember where you come from. Uh, you ought to remember the struggle. And, uh, and so Israel, so in the midst of the uh, uh, the, the celebration of the Passover meal, Jesus instituted the Last Supper. He took the bread and the cup. Actually, there were four cups, but I don't have time to deal with the four cups. Uh, that's in Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. And he, he instituted the Lord's Supper. What a picture. What a picture. Judas have left. Amen. Do you have any Judases in your... Okay, don't answer that. Okay, no. I mean, uh, uh, you wish they leave. Oh, okay, no. Hey, but they... Amen. And, um, and uh, they're down. They, they tell it. Amen. And Jesus, in the midst of it, he institutes... The Lord's Supper. Y'all gonna stay with me here. I mean, what 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 do you remember? Do you remember when God brought you out? I mean, I mean this this, this covenant. Yeah, that's why if anybody ought to be celebrating this people of color, amen. Go go God. See, uh, God has been good to us and 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 good to this nation. That's why I said this is the most blessed nation. We are living in the greatest nation with the highest prosperity in the history of the world. Even poor people in America are doing well. Look at some of y'all talking, you ain't got nothing. You're going to go out and get in a Mercedes. That Trump make me, man, I'm so sick of him. Then go get in that Mercedes and then you're going to drive out in Cat Hills and go in your den, got five TVs. All right, all right, all right. Well, but we, but we in bad shape, Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. Anybody all be shouting, Amen. How God brought so Jesus used the Passover, Amen, to institute the Lord's Supper. How many of y'all here right now living under a bridge? Uh-huh, see that? How many have running water? How many have electric lights? How many have more than one pair of shoes? How many got a mink coat? Okay, now I'm going to move that on. So he institutes, amen. We need to remember. That's why he kept telling Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6, when you've eaten in full, be careful that you don't forget, man. He instituted. That's why he had to institute the Lord's Supper to his church. Because we'll get spiritual amnesia. We'll forget him. You can go some places and never hear about Jesus. He says, right here, the text, three things here, this new covenant. First of all, verses 26 and 27, it's a covenant to the death. Covenant to the death. Uh, uh, the yearly feast point back to the great, greater deliverance, which showed how deliverance from death could only be by another person's death. When you read 1 Corinthians 1, 7, talks about in the Lord's Supper, uh, we commemorate Christ's death for us. 
in the Lord's Supper. You see, Jesus came to die. And he came to die for us. Now, you, you, you got to get that. Now, Jesus' purpose in coming to planet Earth, Genesis 3.15, the seed plot of the Bible, he came to die. He was not comatose. He was not in suspended animation. He was not in a diabetic coma. He was dead. He was graveyard dead. And he came to die for us. Look at that picture. The guilty being sacrificed, the innocent dying for the guilty. His blood sealed the covenant. He died, he suffered. He, Big Mama said he was graveyard dead. And how much he suffered. You get a chance, you read Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. How he was bruised. Here we all think we got some problem because somebody don't speak to him. Please. Got a hangnail. We stay at home six months. Get divorced. We stopped coming to church. Man, you ain't went through talking about a guy that's so tough. No, you all check out Calvary. You, you all you read you read I, I'm gonna just read it because some of y'all ain't moved yet listen like you like, like you think you got it bad because your Judas left you, you, you know, look at Isaiah look what Isaiah said about the suffering of Christ Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 and 5 look what Isaiah said surely he has borne God Almighty it'll make you want to cry right here our grief Anybody here grieving? Amen. I'm one of them. Like I said, I lost my niece, one of my nieces yesterday. He has borne our grief Amen. Uh, and carried our sorrows. God Almighty. That was wrong with some of y'all. Some of y'all trying to carry. You can't carry. Your sorrow will drive you to drinking. But you got to give them to Jesus, see. Yet he did esteem, uh, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Watch verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Iniquities is beyond sin. But iniquities is just a low-down, dirty rascal. Amen. All of the dirt and all the stuff you did, he was bruised. Instead of you getting beat up, he got beat up. <laughs> for our the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. He came to die for us. Well, bless his name. Blood covenant shield. He died. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, when Jesus called a man to follow him, he bid him come and die. He came and died. That's the covenant of death for you. Look, y'all point yourself for me. You know you somebody. Next time you get in the mirror, y'all look and say, boy, you ain't got much hair like you used to, but listen. <laughs> Boy, you somebody. Why? Because Jesus came and died for you. 
the covenant of death. And then also, secondly, in verse number 28, we have the covenant of forgiveness. The Lord's Supper reminds us that our sins have been remitted or forgiven. Woo! Let me read that again. Some of y'all didn't get it. You see, the Christian religion, and I use religion in a pejorative sense, is the only religion that starts out from the presupposition that mankind is a sinner. Only religion that starts out from the presupposition that mankind is a sinner. You see, our problem in America is not skin. The problem is sin. But we don't want to deal with that sin. Sin is knowing the revealed word of God and yet willfully doing wrong. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned. See, y'all like to say, for y'all have sinned. But the Bible, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5 and 8. But God commended his love toward us that in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's why we die physically. Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I don't want to mess with nobody this morning, but let me tell you what. Everybody around here, all of us, are on our way to the graveyard. Oh, I know you look for fat, fine, and fluffy, hair in place, but listen, you too, you're dying. Well, bless his name. That's a morbid thought if you're not. You, you dying. Amen. Those of us over 60, you ain't got to argue with us. We know. <laughs> you ain't got to fuss with nobody over 60 talking about you dying. I know it. Because those of us over 60 know we got more behind us than in front of us. You dying. You dying. Well, you can change your hair and leave your hair at the beauty shop and go shopping. Well, bless his name. When you can go eat at Luby's and leave your teeth at the house. Amen. You're dying. You're dying. You're dying. But look, but look here. Look here. What makes it so wonderful is the fact that we have the covenant of forgiveness in the sense that all of our sins have been forgiven. Amen. 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 See. Amen. And the word forgiveness, remission, comes from the Hebrew word means to send off or send away. And throughout the scripture, the meaning of forgiveness is to be separate from the sins of the sinner. When a person receives Christ as Savior, all of their sins, that's why some of you, some of you Baptists, some of you Pentecostals don't believe in eternal security. But when you come to Christ, all of your sins, past, present, and future, have all been forgiven. Amen. And, and it's in Psalms. I, I did this one time before in the book of Psalms talking about he moved your iniquities as far as the east is from the west. So, so you sin over here with your low down good for nothing self. And when you come to Christ, he move all your sins from all the way from over here. Oh, what? He moved your sins as far as the east is 
from the west. <laughs> yes, sir. Sir, I'm forgiven. Unlike OJ, I did it. Amen. Anybody here know that you did it? Say, listen. Well, bless his name. Bless his name. That's why we get happy. Listen. <laughs> I did do it. I did do it. I did do it. Listen, I was there. I did it. <laughs> well, some of y'all don't like what's sin is. Let's go to First Corinthians. So gotta help some. <laughs> some of y'all <laughs> go to First Corinthians chapter six. Amen. Verses nine to eleven. Some of y'all have had abortions. Some of y'all have committed adultery, fornication, everything you can name. You have done it. You may not have done it, but as somebody in this building, as Big Mama said, done did it. <laughs> well, yes, sir. <laughs> Let me read it. Y'all got your Bible open because see, some of y'all don't know why we shout. Listen, I'm shouting because I'm forgiven. Because I did do it. <laughs> been saved 45 years <laughs> and if you can't if you see anywhere if you see anywhere that you <laughs> see some of us were open everybody knew it and then some of y'all were sneaky with your little, with your little sneaky self you know you did it but you were like Wilson Pickett you waited until the midnight <laughs> well bless his name some of y'all may be still doing it I didn't want to let you hey Woo! let me read this text because <laughs> see religious folk think they alright church going folk who hide behind their baptisity or their Church of God in Christ status. Look what he said. So you don't be confused. Yes, it right here. First, first Corinthians chapter six, verse number nine. Here we go. If I some are so happy to get that. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Here we go. Oh boy, here we go. Jesus, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Neither fornicators. Don't raise no hands. Just pat your right foot. Don't worry. Because you may be sitting by somebody and know you. Don't know? You know what fornication is. That's doing the nasty outside of marriage. Fornicators. That, you see, Paul starts off. That get most of it right there. Amen. Fornicator. If you had sex outside of marriage, you a fornicator. If you're having sex outside of marriage, nor adulterers, nor adulterer. That's somebody married doing the nasty with somebody other than their mate. I don't watch too much TV no more because much of what you see, a bunch of adulterers. 
nor effeminate. That's men trying to act like women. Twitching and switching. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. That's homosexuality. Had somebody tell me they had left the church, somebody, because I preach too much on homosexuality. That's a lie. I preach on everything. But when you're guilty, <laughs> I preach about money and education. Anyway, guilt. Nor thieves. That's folk who don't tithe. It's in here. Amen. It's right here. Nor covetous. That's being jealous of somebody. Nor drunkards. We call them alcoholic, but the Bible is drunkard. If you drink anything, you are drunkard. I don't talk about, well, pastor, I drink in moderation. You can't drink in moderation. Now, if you are going to drink, the only, only biblical drink you can have is wine. But not no boom from apple wine. You, you're going to drink, just get some. Amen. Day. Amen. That's the, that's the only biblical drink. Well, amen. Yeah, that's the only biblical drink. If you're drinking beer, not biblical. If you're drinking whiskey, vodka, Crown Raw, whatever it is, none of that is biblical. You're drunk of you, amen. Right in your book, no drunk. See what I mean? No revilers. That's those who talk bad. Those rappers, <laughs> bad language. No extortioners, stealing, ripping people off. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. Here come the shouting verse again. The word. verse number eleven. See. You're going to get all of it, get the whole story. Not Paul Harvey said, not the rest of the story. Get all of it. Verse number 11, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. I've been forgiven. Hey. Yes, sir. Save the covenant of forgiveness. Oh, yeah, amen. Amen. Being forgiven just like being up to debt in your up to your neck. And then somebody call you and say, listen, somebody paid off all your bills. And they left you a trillion dollars in an inheritance fund. Forgiven for the remission of your sin. And why some of you don't think you're a sinner? Well, that lets you know you're messed up. But you can't be forgiven. This table remind me. I am going to finish up. I just want to get amen in. Because I'm forgiven. I don't care what folks say about you. And stop this. Don't run around talking about you got to forgive yourself. You can't forgive yourself. You already forgiven. You ain't no better than God. You mean tell me you trying to. If God has forgiven me. I can care less what folks say about me. Or even what I say about myself. God has forgiven me it's a covenant of forgiveness then thirdly and finally and I will close right? 
Boy, I just celebrate. Man, when I got saved, excuse me for being personal, 46 years ago, 45 years ago, just like a burden lifted off my back. I could walk in freedom because I was <laughs> forgiven. And not only a covenant of death, a covenant of forgiveness, but verses 29 and 30, it's a covenant of hope. The Lord's Supper also reminds us that we have hope. The late Dr. Hosea Dolphus used to tell us from the Shiloh Baptist Church in Lufkin that hope is the cart that keeps your faith floating. So every believer, we have hope in the coming kingdom of our Christ. We, 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 have, we have hope. Now, now we look, look at verse when he said, I'm going to drink with you again in my kingdom, with us in the kingdom. Uh, I'm not sure eschatologically whether he's talking about the millennial kingdom or he's talking about the everlasting communion, but it is we're going to be with him. We have hope. Let me tell you what, the old movie I used to watch, love that movie, Saul sank redemption. And in that movie, one of the lines uh, 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 Morgan Freeman said to me, it's dangerous to have hope. See, hopeful people are happy people. Hopeful people are people that say it's dark right now, but there's a bright side somewhere. See, that, that's, that's what the covenant gives us hope. I don't care what you're going through. Because he died, we have hope in every situation. Yes, you may be sick. Yes, you may be divorced. Yes, you may be struggling with some kind of addiction. But because of the price he prayed on Calvary, we have hope. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we are more, we are Cheerio kids. I told you the story about Cheerio kids, Cheerios. Don't care how many Cheerio you put in the bowl. When you pour milk on them, they always rise to the top. We are people of hope. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five and say, stay hopeful. I don't, I don't know what you're going through, but be of good cheer. He said, I've overcome the world. It won't last forever. If you hang in now, God is going to see you through. If you stay with God, if you hold on to God, God is going to bring you out of whatever you're going through. Because we have a covenant of hope. Because he died for us. Then look at verse number 30 and I'm closing. Look how Jesus closed out. He closed out with a hymn. When you have loved to be a fly on the wall to hear Jesus sing, he closed out with a hymn. They didn't close out with no rap. They didn't close out with no blues. They closed out with a hymn. And most writers said from either Psalms 113 to Psalm 118 is the proper hymn that Jesus probably sung with his disciples. That's why around here at St. James, we have 
good music because music lifts your spirits. And our Savior was a singer. And when they got through, they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. Psalm 113 through Psalm 118. Don't have time to read them today, but I will read Psalms 117. It's just two verses in Psalm 117. This could have been the hymn that Jesus sung. He said, oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Power in a song. If, if you don't have a song, you ought to get a song of Zion. I, I love from Brother Antoine. His mother was a musician and there is power in singing. You, you get a chance to read Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse number 22. Jehoshaphat, they begin to praise God in the beauty of holiness and God turned the enemies own themselves. If you don't have a song of Zion, you ought to get you a song of Zion. Uh-huh. At midnight, Paul and Silas, they sung praises to God and the prisoners heard them and God sent an earthquake. If you don't have a song, you ought to get a song because there's power in a gospel song. There's power in a good old hymn. God me oh the great Jehovah pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak but thou art mighty. Hold me with the powerful hand. Hallelujah. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel vein sinners plunge beneath that flood loot all the guilty stain the dying thief rejoice to see the fountain in his day though vile as I as vile as he wash all of my sins away ain't he alright aren't you glad he celebrate you know, that he stayed in the grave all Friday night straight right there all day Saturday Saturday night but the reason why we can still have the Lord's Supper is that early Sunday morning Somebody say yes I am forgiven Yes He loved me Yes I know it all Thank you Covenant of death He died 
for me then I am forgiven then I have hope hallelujah beyond the grave that will happen when we receive the Lord's supper he died for me yes sir you can make it personal and I've been forgiven I know I messed up I know I sinned but he forgave me wow then the hope he's coming back again even if I'm dead don't get up out of the grave gonna have a new body yeah who would want to serve a Jesus like this amen you go tell others. That's why a lot of folk have stopped coming to church. Why a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of y'all here has given up, but there's hope for you. Because he lives. I care the discipleship people are coming and, and uh, we're going to give somebody a chance. Go listen. My, my niece, who I think about uh, in her early 50s, this flu have killed a lot of folk, even a little bitty 19 month old children. You don't know where you're going to be when death comes. But Jesus loves you. If you need whatever you need today, you need hope, you need forgiveness, don't be ashamed. Don't allow the enemy make you stay where you are. Every head bowed and Reach out, catch a neighbor by the hand if there's someone there. We have covenant of death. He died for me. There's the covenant of forgiveness. All of my sins have been forgiven. Then we have a covenant of hope. I don't care what you're going through. You're just going through it. Because God promised. He never promised us we wouldn't cry. He never promised us we wouldn't have hard time. But he did promise. Lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the world. That's what you get when you come to Christ. If you need a church home, whatever you might need, if it's right to be in church, it's wrong to be out. You need a membership. You need a pastor. You need a group of people to walk with you. And Whatever you might need, these people down front are waiting on you. We want to minister to you in the name of our Christ. Thank you. Thank you for dying for me. And one day he's coming back. Thank you. Anoint us afresh to go share the good news with Austin, with Flugerville, with Round Rock, with Buda, Kyle, wherever you live, Maine or Elgin, wherever you live, Cedar Point, uh, Leander, wherever you live, Georgetown, wherever you live, you tell somebody on your job tomorrow, tell them we have a covenant with the Father. He loves you. In Jesus' name, if we error, please forgive us. Our main intention, bring glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray.
the people of God said, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen.